0: This is this is different. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, haven't done this in a while.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Should I just leave the room and you can just go back to the beginning? I of the know. Pod?
0: I know. I feel like that's that's how it went with man. Those those early days. Um, yeah. I like to try to tell people it's uh, you feel like you're talking to yourself in a room <laughs> because you are talking to yourself in an empty room. So, so you got to get that energy up and have that audience engagement. Like hey, you know, lean into it type of thing. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, so, Yeah, it's been a while since I've had to do a solo, like even with the intro stuff, it's not fully solo, but uh, yeah. Um, well, guys, we finally did it, we swapped out Brian. We're just waiting for a new co host. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wish I had a camera set up just to show the <laughs> empty chair. The
0: empty chair. We're, we're joking, uh, Brian is very still very much with us. Um, he's just kicking butt on the barbecue circuit right now, so. He's prepping for another crazy series of uh, cooks this weekend and pop ups and what have you. So, guys are stuck with my mug. Hope it's okay. Hope it's okay. Yeah, can't promise it'll be as engaging or entertaining, but it will be informative. I hope. So, without further ado, um, let me do my spiel. Hey guys, Rasheed Filcher, and welcome to This Week in Barbecue, the barbecue-focused podcast that introduces you to both the good, the bad, and everything in between in the world of barbecue. Yeah, I'm your host, and typically joining me would be my co-host, where I would go like the bearded wonder mister, and he'd like say his name, Brian Hall, but he is rolling smoke and preparing to feed a lot of people tomorrow so i'm here solo dolo but not fully fully alone because joining me is the voice you hear but face you don't see yet mr lee garman see it still works still works so that's the whole thing you know who i used to love and still love that was a performer that was just great on hitting cues james brown like he and his band were on 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 point yeah on point like uh, that's that's what I, that's what it was i feel like you get there though because like
1: i feel like those guys just never did anything without each other
0: that's true they're just always in sync like uh the twins the the mm-hmm. dancing uh dynamic duo that won numerous dance shows and did choreography with beyonce and everything they just well they're twins so they're always together knew one another's moves they just picked up in sync and that just reminded me like us doing our thing here is just uh like that James Brown band, just always, <laughs> always on it. I remember uh, Chappelle for his Block Party movie. He had a band, and he was trying to psych them out, but they just weren't as tight as James <laughs> Brown and his band was. But it uh, has nothing to do with barbecue, but it was a good trip down memory lane. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to be answering some questions, a little bit more in depth, but we do also have some barbecue news and highlights that we want to lead with. First up, everybody's favorite pellet company, said no one that I've ever met in real life. Um, Traeger has been on a product release tier lately. They have dropped a uh, Timberline XL at under four grand, so like $39.99. And early on this week, and this is all like within the last seven days or so, because it's this week in barbecue, no point of it being over seven days old. They have dropped a uh, what they call a flat rock, flat top griddle, which I'm assuming is to compete with Blackstone. That's a very um <laughs> unique name, or try to be unique. We've got flat rock and Blackstone. Where, Weber's going to come out with like you know seared slate or, <laughs> or fiery flint. That there it is. If you guys Weber. Uh, Karen, if you're listening over there in the R&D department, if you come out with a unit, just call it Fiery Flint. I just I don't want any royalties. Just give me two rigs. But seriously, uh, shout out to Drake Trigger on the drop. Um, it is a griddle top unit that, believe it or not, does not use pellets. It uses propane. Didn't see that one coming. Hmm. Did not see that one coming. What's really going to throw me off is if in like, they just, I feel like they're doing like an Apple release because they're just dropping product after product. Next week we're going to get hit and we're going to get an announcement that Traeger is releasing a offset wood burning, you know, (laughs) smoker. (laughs) Then then I'm like, okay, I, uh, let's, let's see how that one goes. Mm -hmm. Cause I wonder, I I would not expect, uh, Traeger to make propane units. Like that just seems propane does feel like an interesting decision. It really does. Like I've seen, pardon me, I've seen, um, like are there ways to get around uh, like how that's going to smell? And
1: I have no idea. Cause to me, I feel like even I'm not as, I would call myself like a, a very much barbecue beginner, but like there is, I don't know. You can tell when it's propane.
0: You can, you can, there's a lingering aroma, but I think what they've done is they've basically taken, you know, your six range burner stove and dropped a lot cast iron on it. And they're just heating the heck out of it mm-hmm. in substance. And, you know, I guess it's really just gonna depend on how often the user maintains, cleans, all that. But I do think it's such a weird shift because they've got a portable unit. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a ranger, not to be confused with the Green Ranger, but it's a Ranger. Um Where's and Tommy. I, yeah, no. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Tommy. Um and I don't, I think it's got an insert or something. I, I don't know. Talking about the left side here, guys. I generally don't have a trigger set up, so I don't, I'm i not as familiar. But from what I've seen, that unit runs off, like, battery power. And I'm just shocked that they went with propane. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, I I really didn't see that coming, you know. I figured they would have manufactured some sort of, attachment unit to have the hopper use on there because in my head, um, I think of the master built portable unit they have and that still uses coal or wood chunks as the main fuel source. So it's always interesting. you know. I I give it to them. I know you guys think I give them a hard time. Trust me. I read the comments and the emails, but this is a barbecue focused podcast. So they dropped a new product and go check it out. Let me know what you guys think. Would you buy one? I don't know the the price on it, but I'm hoping it's not, you know, the cost of a used Civic like their Timberline model is. But uh, I digress. Who knows? I rub two sticks together for a living. What do I know? Um, the, I'd put a smart aleck comment onto the news, but I'm not going to read it. <laughs> I do have to say, having been to their live product showcase last year i think it's very interesting that they canceled that this year and just did it all virtually with their Traegerhood members all just if you follow anyone traeger or just uh anyone who uses pellets, you probably your feed is probably just slammed with the same music and you know keynote style presentation slow-mo footage of the rig that's what mine was so uh yeah go check it out guys let me know your thoughts Ooh, this was a good one. This is for uh, our buddy, my barbecue buddy, and yours, Miss Misty. She is uh, Seattle Butcher's wife on the old Instagram. and all over the place. She's actually now officially a part of Team Royal Oak. So it seems like this year a lot of brands have been sort of clipping the wings of their former ambassadors or Drastically reducing their budget so much so that they're cleaning house of their paid partners. I see the first story of Traeger just do a Google of how many people they've let go. But I'm really happy for Misty. She's amazing. Um, Misty's great. She really is. I love to see her with this. I believe she's going to also be at a couple of uh, Royal Oak sponsored events. So if you aren't already, go give her a follow. Seattle Butcher's Wife and Stay tuned. She has amazing recipes on her page, and she's just a fun person. I can't wait to connect with her again. I believe we'll see her and the hubby and the whole crew at ALNA this summer. But uh, congrats, Missy. It's definitely well-deserved. Next up, oh, our brother uh, Robert Lerner here. He's dropping some new merch for his uh, brand and label, Smoke and Mash. He's got some dope caps out. Uh, If you've seen any amazing photograph of food or barbecue or barbecue pitmasters, there is a very, very strong chance that uh, (laughs) Robert took it. He's And we've talked about this, but I'm willing to bet he's probably got the largest modern day archive footage of pitmasters just like. Anywhere, everyone, your pitmaster's favorite pitmaster, he's got him. Everyone from uh Pops to Mo Kason to Brian Furman to Rodney Scott to the Cats Over at Bean, the goalies guys, any and everybody, Tootsie. He's he's got their photo. So uh, uh it's always good to see what he's doing. He's also going about doing various uh creative endeavors. If I'm not mistaken too, I can now mention B, uh, Brian Furman will be down in Texas April 1st for a, uh, limited run, uh, barrel release of whiskey. I believe I'll have more details in the show notes, but, uh, love to see it. I'm going to do my best to get down there, but I will be in Jersey the day before doing a demo. Um, but I'm hoping I can shoot down right after that's done. We'll see we have also got a couple more news points here. Shout out to Brian for still uh, filling in the segment. Uh, We'll get to those. But he's got Leroy and Lewis, their spring class um, session two, has a few spots left. You can still sign up. So for that, all you've got to do is email sawyer at leroyandlewis.com. We'll have that in the show notes as well. There's also the Soup Belly Barbecue Class happening in Las Vegas um, by Chef Bruce Coleman. It's going from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's happening March 13th. Also, if you're in Vegas, go online, TikTok, Instagram, Twitters, whatever. Uh, Just search a guy named Keith Lee. If you don't know who Keith Lee is and you're in the food space, Definitely been living under a rock. This guy is single-handedly, legitimately saving small mom-and-pop businesses. Gotta hydrate. Mm. Yeah, definitely go check him out. Um, I love his videos. He does these great uh, food reviews, and I mention him because he's based in Las Vegas. He was and still is a, a UFC fighter, but he's definitely been more known as of late for his food reviews and helping small businesses. So, uh, shout out to that. Maybe maybe we can get him connected with uh, the guys over at Soup Belly. That'd be pretty cool. Soul Belly, pardon me. Going back to mine, I want to give a giant, giant uh, shout out to Susie of Hey Girl, <clears throat> Hey Girl, Hey. She cleaned house at the NBBQA, which was the National Barbecue and Grilling Association literally, literally clean house in ranking and placing. I'm going to run through a little bit of them for you. First place for blog, if you haven't, check out our blog. It's really, really good. Second place for original rub. Third place for mustard sauce and third place for best pork rub. It's a great festival. You have everyone from um, Susie to Pegleg to um, to Cookston to Mo that all attend those things. If you are interested in getting into the field, getting into the world, in the community to barbecue. That's definitely a wonderful uh, event and festival to go to. I believe we mentioned it way back, but uh, maybe we'll start the little running calendar that you guys can just visit and see of when everything is happening. Because there's a lot. The season's coming. There's a lot on the horizon.
1: Is there anywhere that you know of that has like a calendar that's like got everything put together?
0: No, not that I know of. So if right. it's not there. Build it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, too, it's just going to be aggregating all that information because mm-hmm. there's just so much that can come through. But uh, we can we, we can put something together. And uh, finishing up here with the news, one time from Mr. Stan Hayes and the gentleman over at Operation Barbecue, they are doing their Celebrity Barbecue Academy and Golf Classic. It is actually occurring in Kansas, May 21st and 22nd. So, if you're attending Memphis in May, you can finish up there, wrap up, and then shoot on over to get the, well, the experience. I'm not a golfer. <laughs> I'm, I'm a happy Gilmore, uh, but I'm definitely not a golfer. I'm hoping that I'll be able to attend and help because I, I truly believe in what Stan and his whole crew of Operation Barbecue Relief do. They're always the first feet, you know, 10 toes down on the ground whenever These disasters or anything like that occurs, they're serving up countless, countless dishes and providing supplies for communities, and they just do it because it's the right thing to do. So check those guys out. I'll have more information in the show notes, but remember, those dates are May 21st and 22nd, just after Memphis in May. It's worth looking into. That's you want to funny. give that Happy Gilmore? Is that
1: real quick that we were just laughing about.
0: <laughs> we were. Let me see if I can. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll pull it up. So I would sent Lee this uh, this meme that sort of had us <laughs> realizing, like, oh crap, we're old. But the uh, the tweet is from a shooter McGavin handle post on Twitter, mm-hmm. and it says, uh, reflecting on one what happened 27 years ago today. On this day. 27 years ago. First off, can we take a moment to realize that Happy Gilmore was 27 years ago? Like, that's the daunting part for me. <laughs> On this day, 27 years ago, I was screwed out of a gold jacket. First off, Gilmore should have been kicked out of the tour for assaulting Bob Barker, but I digressed. <laughs> during the during the '96 Tour Championship, he was allowed to fraternize with the help, swing and miss multiple times with no strokes being added, and had the entire gallery on his side. It was a complete and utter joke. I've moved on, but I still ask that you please keep the jokes to a minimum today. Thank you, and God bless. Signed, shoot me, Gavin. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> I really do because he's he's right. You know, they should they should they should have kicked Gilmore out. They really should have. But uh, it I mean, when you it put is.
1: it that way, it's pretty plain and simple. It really
0: is when you go by the rules. Letter of the law, the letter of the rules. They eh? they sort of screwed you, screw Shooter out of it. I'm glad that he's not holding a grudge. After all this time, that he's he's come to terms and he's found peace. I would actually love to see a reply response from. Oh, that'd be pretty good <laughs> from Gilmore. That would be really good. Just keep that going. Just keep it all going.
1: That'd kind of be along the lines of if uh,
0: Adam Sandler started to pull Ryan Reynolds and just live out his character a little bit. Yes, <laughs> yes. That that. That'd be perfect, actually. That'd be really, really good. Um, yeah, let's get to the questions because you guys submitted more questions, which we love. That's sort of uh, sort of why the whole show sort of uh, does how well it does. If if well is how we want to call things at this point. Let's pull it up. Uh, boom. Hmm. How was? How much was the what? That's a good question, but we'll save that one for the end. Ooh. Let's start here. This is actually a really good one. SG Gaini 97. Tips for assembling your crew for starting pop-ups, catering a barbecue side business in general. Well, a great place to start is actually this podcast and listen to the last two episodes. uh, I'd say the episode before last, where the first literal 29 minutes of that episode answers that question in detail as far as setting up what to go about it. And the episode before this one actually spoke on what to do When scheduling pop-ups, like that was this whole segment as well. But to add a little bit more, when you say um, a barbecue side business, do keep in mind that unlike many other side businesses, this takes a lot of time because of the food that has to be cooked. It's not something that you can quickly do like a copywriting service or graphic design or something that's real and done. Food's going to take as much time as it takes to cook. And that's just, that's just one of those factors. It seems simple. It seems sort of um, rhetorical or redundant to mention, but really do keep that in mind and make sure you're allotting yourself enough time to do so. Now, what precedes that would be making sure you have a good product to begin with. That, that is very, very important. I can't tell you how many consultations we've done with businesses where you have to be honest and tell these people like, no, this this isn't good. And that is some of the best feedback you can get. It's not meant to discourage you, but it's meant to save you headache and heart pain in the future when you go out and you're really trying to get your product somewhere you're really trying to set up at an establishment and they just don't call back or anything because it's just not great. You want to make sure that you are kicking butt. You never want to serve what anyone's getting at, like your local gym and Nick's or something like that. Your food should be way ahead of it because you don't want to be, as uh, Brian and I have loosely coined, you don't want to serve redundant barbecue. Because if it's already out there, there's no point in you being there be better than what's there. But yeah, that's a really, really good and and, and deep question. Now, I will answer the assembling your crew part. Assemble people who have patience with you. That's very important because they are going to be the ones that you lean on the most when things get a little crazy, when you end up in the weeds, Bringing your buddies on is always good, but making sh- make sure they are an asset, not a liability. Don't have a buddy that can't do mental math or good with numbers when you register. That's not a smart move. Don't have the buddy that's always late try to be there to help you just because it's, it's hands and you're like, it's better than nothing. No, because a lot of this is going to be so timed out that it's only going to take a couple of events and the ball drop once or twice before it can start straining the friendship. Um, you may even want to start looking into getting on some hired help at the very start if possible but um that's a that's a that's on a whole other podcast oh you got one
1: well no I was just going to ask do you have people that like when you're cooking more mm-hmm. frequently in those types of environments where there are people who like maybe they were better on the day at the pop-up versus helping out cooking or stuff like that
0: so what I don't think a lot of people know is I did it all. Um yeah, for the first for my except for my first pop-up, aside from my first pop-up, um for the first 2 years, I did all the everything myself. I did all the cooks, all the prep, all the late nights, all the serving, all the math, all the running the register everything. I did it all myself. Um, I didn't have the, I mean, I, I, I could have, but I didn't want to burden anyone, uh, with coming out because it required so much work. And I was like, yeah, no one's going to do this stuff for free. I barely do this stuff. This is ridiculous. But I, uh, yeah, I, it was, it was all me. And then after two and a half years almost at three year mark when i realized being in multiple places it was at the three three and a half year mark where i realized being in multiple places drastically skyrocketed the bottom line that's when i started to bring people out and even still then it was a matter of training and letting you know teach them how to slice brisket and uh letting them know like the lexicon and the language use and what certain things were because yeah they could eat it you know put it in front of them but some people have questions on it. What type of hogs are you getting? Where are you sourcing things? How long was it cooked? What rigs, you know? But, yeah, uh, you know, once you are able to get a good, solid team together, best advice I can tell you is treat them well. Worked for an organization for 11 years, and halfway through that 11 years, they stopped caring about us uh which we were once called the soul of the company and you could feel it and it changed and it just just simply became a cog and i promised myself i'd never want that to happen so always show appreciation whenever you can however you can yeah i think that was a fair one yeah it wasn't bad Hmm. um someone asked nisi asked can i buy a plate hopefully soon. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm wanting to do some more pop-ups this year. I said that last year and I think I only was able to do three. Um, but I'm hoping to get a public pop-up going in April. And if you're not able to make any of the public ones, you know, check the roster. There's a lot of travel going on this year. Like, uh, the tour starts in a couple of weeks and there's a lot of places. Those of you who have been like, come to Jersey, come to Illinois, come here, come. Hey, All right, it's happening. If you don't show up, I'm gonna feel some type of way. I'm gonna feel some type of way. Stay tuned for those dates though. This one goes to Alex asking, any unique rib dry rub recipes? Yeah, my own rub. What else would I use? I mean, I put a lot of effort into making Slab Father. Like, all of these rubs were not white labeled and rushed. Like, I I still have the napkins with me riding it out, once I nailed it, because I used to just hodgepodge it and put everything together. Then I realized, crap, I can't really replicate that. So I started to weigh things out and chart it. And then once I got it right, it's like, ooh, that's it. But uh, for dry rub, slap father, like I designed it to work on beef across the board. Next up, uh, this one came from Derek. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, brother. Um, I'm always a uh, fan of the support and you championing me trying to get these uh these venues or these uh barbecue events to to reach out, but as I told you, if you check their page you'll it's blatantly to see I'm definitely not their type of uh smoke roller I'll let you come to whatever conclusion you come to from that but uh your question being what's my favorite barbecue side you said yours is collard greens mine ooh. It's going to be between mac and cheese and cornbread, and I love them both so much that I actually do make a cornbread mac and cheese, and that's a that's a big that's a big favorite. But I, it's between mac and cheese and cornbread, and if it's mac, like even if it's cornbread, I need a corner piece. That I think the corner piece of everything just tastes better. Brownies, it tastes better. Cookies, it tastes better. Everything on the corner just it just has that little oomph. Mm that that's it for me
1: now between those two sides there is uh there are different ways that you could go with either yeah so which way do you lean like i guess like what style of mac and cheese and what style of
0: cornbread are you i, I want a moist wet like that nice crunch and crust around the edge and that nice uh, cheesy uh crusty layer at the bottom for my mac and cheese for the cornbread just, just soft, not like crumbly soft. Like I could take a bite and it'll hold on its own type of thing. Yeah, I, I love a good cornbread. I feel like it's a it's an underappreciated art form making cornbread. Much less if you make cornbread in a skillet. That's when I know you know what you're doing. Don't don't cheat with those little bake pans. Go ahead and bu- drop that in that uh, seasoned skillet. Let's let's see how it goes. Uh, let's roll through a couple more of these here, shall we? Oh, that's weird. TNH Barbecue asks, good evening, sir. Love the podcast. Do you have any tips on turning a side hustle into a career? Yeah, that was sort of the first question. Um, I'll reiterate, go ahead and listen to the last two episodes, especially the episode before that one. My first 29 minutes, literally, business of barbecue. But if you have listened to that and you're looking for a little bit more, if you go to my YouTube there's a uh, playlist titled The Business of Barbecue, which is a series that I did. I've made a video every day for about 88 days straight, highlighting everything I did and do at that point in time to grow the business. If you can't find all the answers there, then come back to me, but definitely watch that series first because I'm going to quiz you to make sure you watch it because I know it's in there because I, I recorded it, but uh, that has a ton of information, but a short answer tips for turning a, your hustle into a career, get a pen, a paper, sit down, write out a plan, write out all the crazy ideas, write out what you want to do, write out what you're afraid of happening, write out what you have, write out what you feel like you need, what you don't uh, think is important, just get it all out there and look at it and then see if you still want to do this because there, are a, all of those things are going to happen at one point or another and you've got to be willing to accept it and chart through. And then just focus on what makes you doing it different than everyone else. But it all starts with that and having a solid product to offer. Best of luck, brother. Reach out if necessary. Jay Fitch asked, best food to cook on a rotisserie? Thinking of buying one for the master bill. Get it. I dig it. Um, I love having the rotisserie. I love having the... That that attachment, I did a video with them where we did some uh, lamb chops on there, some uh, Parmesan-crusted, or crusted lamb chops. Absolutely delicious. I have an event in Vegas that I'll be serving up some Philly cheesesteaks, doing some sliders, uh, some uh, gyro, as well with some boneless of lamb that I'll be slow-cooking using the rotisserie attachment. So I suggest you get it. You won't, you, you won't, uh, you won't forget, uh, you won't regret it. There we go. But found it, found it. It was in, the, it was in there. It's in there. We've been filming all day, guys. I've got voiceover stuff. I don't know how I sound, but this is what it is. You don't have to stop at just chicken or Turkey. You can do anything with bone or bone off. Just make sure you attach it and uh, trust it correctly. I sometimes go the extra mile and use butcher's twine as well, but. Leg of lamb, chuck roast, anything you can lay on there. You can um, skewer a bunch of thin cut pork chops on there too, and just shave that off. Get creative, get creative. What's your favorite meat to rotisserie? Lamb.
1: Quick, well, quick answer. You didn't even think about yeah, that one. It's lamb
0: it, because <laughs> it's it's something about you know we we did yeah. the over yeah. at the uh, for the demo something about lamb fat and it just slowly rolling and basing itself. And when you get, you know, this is how I know you've got the rotisserie speed because some go really slow and some go fast. But if you can get that sweet spot to where the drip doesn't fully fall off, like the speed catches it and it's just falling or rotating back on itself. Ooh, self-basting, self-basting. And if you are using rotisserie, halfway through the cook, drop a cast iron skillet underneath it, Put some uh, medium diced potatoes or tomatoes or anything in there and let it come let at that fat build up those drippings save flavor flavor at every level. That's where to do it. Oh, this rolls into the other one. Uh, Christopher asked, how do you like the master bill? I like it. I really and genuinely do. And what the reason I like it's probably different than others. Um, It's not necessarily the ease of use for me. It's the fact that it allows me to still use charcoal and wood when cooking, combining the two. Uh, I've talked about the double stack method uh, from my buddy John before. I've talked about my pillar method, which is where I just put my wood split stamp vertical in uh, the hopper and then load my coal. So it's pushing it against the wall and allows the wood and the coal to burn at the same level. Love it. Love, love, love it. I do believe, and this is wholeheartedly here, in the digital charcoal cooker space, it is the best bang for your buck. Like, no question, hands down, great set of accessories. There is a pizza insert accessory now. There is a griddle insert accessory. Rotisserie's in there. It's worth checking. And for the cost... It's so much real estate, so much cooking space, and it runs very, very efficiently. So uh, just just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. What do we have here? Huh. Oh, this is a really good one. Friends Naf, If you were to choose between ribs and filet, which one would you choose? I wonder if they mean like uh, filet mignon. Because if so, it's ribs. It's ribs <laughs> here. who controversial opinion. Um, filet mignon is overrated. It is an absolutely overrated cut of meat. It doesn't have a ton of fat. Yeah, it's super tender, but it dries out so quick. You can cook it, you can practice it. There are places that nail it, but I'm not ordering that at a restaurant. I'm sorry, I'm going for a ribeye, a tomahawk porterhouse, or it can be like my buddy Lee here who sticks to the New York strip wherever we go. Cause he's like, this is a strip. You know what you get when you get a strip.
1: It's true. It's true. It's it. true. It's a good baseline. It is.
0: It is a solid baseline to judge yeah, judges. Maybe place. I'll get a second steak if the strip is good. Yeah. And they're usually extremely affordable. The strip is usually the most affordable cut on any menu for steak. But uh yeah, from for me, if I have to choose between those two ribs all day doesn't matter if it's beef ribs or pork ribs or lamb ribs or turkey ribs still choosing ribs that's that's just me if you were able to cook both which are you choosing ribs okay. because i like the time aspect i can knock out a flank yawn quick it's not you know it's like it's like cooking a uh, once you let it temper it's like cooking a tuna steak you know but i did um i did do a uh a uh, bourbon aged ribeye, and that was absolutely delicious. So good, and I brought it not to rear, just slightly over blue. So 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 good, and you can't do that style of cooking with every bit, but you have to have a certain quality of meat for it. But no, I digress. That was just, that was just so good, <laughs> it was so good. It did look good. It was it was, was rather. I was uh, a little sad I wasn't there. <laughs> you know, life and stuff, but there's, see, see, hope you're be listening there's there, always there, more. Be more. There's always going to be more. See, Brian, not everyone always gets the steak all the time. I just R and D a ton. Like that's the thing. Like you've got to, and here, here's, here's how I go about it. And this will uh, sort of put the, we'll close out on this. There's a difference between like, you know, the top 10%, right. And then the 1%, but I want to be, bring my skill levels to the 1% of the 1%. And I found the difference with them is they don't practice till they get it right. That's what the 10% does. Practice till you get it right. Practice makes perfect, right? All that jazz. I practice till I can't get it wrong. That no matter where I am, no matter what the elements are, no matter what the conditions are, no matter what the rig, what's not available to me, I can still get it nonstop. There was a particular event I did last year, and we won't go into it, but after it, Corey and I were talking, and uh, it was like, do you realize how good you have to be to succeed even when they literally set you up to fail? And that is the difference between practicing until you get it right and practicing until you can't get it wrong. And uh, with that, I will leave you with a raspy closure of – My name is Rashid Phillips, and this has been This Week in Barbecue, the barbecue-focused podcast that introduces you to both the good, the bad, and everything in between in the world of barbecue. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tell a friend or tell two friends. Like, share, subscribe. It'll really help us out. And if you could, leave a review. Let me know how we're doing, how bad I look, how crazy my hair is, if I need a new beard oil. Whatever. Review helps. Be kind to one another. Cheers.